gentlemen welcome to the only wrestling talk show here on the worldwide sports radio network and now on bodyslam.net welcome to off the match running you every friday from going forward likely will be from six to seven but we still have the 5 30 time slot i am josh silverberg uh i'm not alone tonight i of course have uh an old friend of mine uh mr speedy Petey, who is going to be joining us in a couple of minutes but my tag team partners are not here tonight no loud Gillen. He is out for the last Islander game of the season tonight. And no Alex Lowe's, who is taking a hiatus for a little while. Um, we'll see when he's back. That's okay. We're going to get into a lot tonight. I talked to Cassidy Haynes. I talked to, obviously, Speedy. I talked to Errol. We've decided we're going to do, like, an NFL draft show because this is the first show on the network that is recapping the first round of the draft. So I think it will be a great idea to have it like an old sports lab match. We can crunch time that we did, which we and I got to do one time, just the two of us. So we are going to get into the NFL draft and all that. Before we get into everything and talk about all the wrestling stuff going on, which we're going to do five or ten minutes or so, probably just on, you know, we'll do a quick thing with AEW on CM Punk and the Hangman Adam Page being announced and the WWE releases today. Um, here's how you can listen to our show and other shows as well. You download our app. Our app is completely free. All you do is you have an iPhone. You go to the Apple Store. You type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store. You type in Worldwide Sports Radio. Click on that. All free. You can listen to all of our shows. This, you can look at our schedules, old clips, something you maybe you want to rewatch or re-listen to. If you're driving, you listen to the audio feed. If you have a smart speaker, you can have the, an Alexa or anything play. WSRN, and or um, you could also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope, and also now on Bodyslam.net, which is one of the, if not the best wrestling inside website out there in the world today. Check us out on their YouTube page and all their other great shows that they have going on too with Bodyslam.net, which we're happy to be partnering with them now. I want to just do this quick. I'll get into the Hangman Adam Page CM Punk announcement, which is coming up um, at Double or Nothing. It was, it was, um, it was officially announced that the main event at Double or Nothing for the AW Whatever Championship is, in fact, going to be Hangman Adam Page and CM Punk, which to me is a wonderful idea. CM is very over right now. Adam Page is very over right now. I'm just pulling up the NXT releases. Um, you know, and the crazy thing about it is this is something that we we were going back and forth uh, Lau and I, the past couple of weeks, we're going back and forth. We were saying, okay, who's going to challenge Adam Page for the heavyweight championship at uh, Double or Nothing? Like, who is it going to be? Where the heavyweight uh, championship signal, or they call it this guy, double check signal, and Rogers terms, um, and everything like that. I think it's an interesting thing that they are going with this. But you know what? With the Forbidden Door pay-per-view opening up, I think it's going to be something that um, they look at as saying, okay, if CM Punk wins, what can they do with the Forbidden Door show? That's where I think the whole thing is really important. Um, 
So to me, we will see going forward. Who wins the belt? I think it is going to be CM Punk. Let me get to this quick, and then I'm going to bring Speedy in after. But I do like the idea of the Punk-Page match because it adds an element to the show that I think is going to be special because it also adds something for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. As CM Punk going in as the champion, I think that adds a little bit. And it's also in Chicago, so that definitely a big thing. All right, let me get to the big names. Um, those that have been released by NXT, and this has been confirmed by our own Cassie Haynes and also by Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com. Want to give credit where credit is due. Um, Dakota Kai has been released. Malcolm Bivens has been released. Uh, All of Diamond Mine has been released except for Roderick Strong. Um, who else? Let's see. I'm trying to see who else has been released. Also, Bivens did not want to resign with them back in, I believe it was February. Um, yep, he said he didn't want to do it. Uh, Paige Prinzavali and Blair Baldwin have been released. Harlot, yep, Parker Bordeaux has been released. Harlan, it's crazy. We're literally in the middle of a storyline right now. Um, Prince of Parada, Stephanie DeLaundry has been released. Jack George, or Vishkan has been released. Draco Anthony, Ren Chase, Cruz has been released. Miller Milani, Kelly Morgan. We have a Devon Jalen Williams. Dexter Loomis has been released. So a lot of releases um, have gone down today. Uh, so to me, it's it's uh, sad, of course, when this always happens. It's, it really does suck. People losing their job and it's never a good time, honestly, um, to, you know, to have um, to have something like that. It's just it, it's really tough because these are people's lives and it's happened so many times where people, you know, and this is always time where WWE does it. They do the cuts and the losses and everything like that. And it's, you know, it, these people get on their feet. It's a matter of. Where will they go? Will it be an independent scene? Will it be AW? Will it be ROH? Will it be Impact? Will it be MLW? Will it be New Japan? That's always the question that's always being asked around. So, I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll see where these these guys and girls land. I know Dakota Kai, Dexter Loomis, Malcolm Bivens will be fine. Parker Bordeaux, I think, is going to be really fine. Um, but we'll see going forward. But we wish them all the best, of course, and with their future endeavors and all that stuff like that, you know, not to be the WWE quote, but all right, bring him in. Come on, Speedy. Come on in. There he is. He's been waiting patiently. He's very excited about this. I know he's, he's ecstatic. Who would have thought we were the two that were going to break this down after the draft first round is over. Um, <laughs> it's just funny because I knew Lyle was going to be out today. He told me the other day. And then I thought in my head, I knew Alex was out. And it was so funny because last night, Lyle texted me and said, why don't you and Speedy do like a draft show? And I'm like, that's so funny because I talked about to Speedy about doing that the other day anyway, as it was. And it worked perfectly to the point where I said, okay, this is going to work out great because none of my guys are here. I love Speedy. I love working with Speedy. I've said this time and time again. Speedy is um the worldwide sports radio network and i've told him that numerous times he is the network he makes a network he's the engine that makes the network go so i figured why not have it be perfect i know he loves the draft 
can't get enough of it. So I have let Speedy come on today, and we're going to talk a little bit draft till around 7 o'clock because I think we both want to watch the second round because both of our teams suck so much that they're hot picking high in the second round again. We're going to start with the locals here in New York. I guess we could both agree that New York, New York kind of won the first round of the draft. I don't think you could have asked for a better scenario. I know you're a Giant fan. We'll get to the Giants in a second, but I think we should start with the Jets first because they did have one more pick and they made the trade. And it was very funny that when I spoke to Errol on the phone yesterday, you know, because he was supposed to call me today, and of course he didn't. He was in the gym. Um, I said, I gave him three players of my two picks. Three of those guys I said were Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. I really wanted Sauce. I really want the Gardner and Jermaine Johnson, big Jermaine Johnson guy. <laughs> Will said to me, well, you're only going to get two of them. <laughs> I said, okay, fine. I'll be happy with two of them. That's great. It's awesome. And instead, I got three of them. Joe Douglas, listen, they got to play on the field, right? That's the name of the game. Like, they could have the greatest draft in the world. You could have an A-plus draft grade, and your draft still sucks because the players don't produce. Joe Douglas knocked it out of the park yesterday. I think there's actually competence in the building for the Jets for the first time in forever with Sala, with Douglas. It's just so crazy. The funny thing too is if I let Speedy go, it's you see the videos of the phone calls to the draft players. Like Sala's screaming sauce and Douglas is ecstatic. And then Woody Johnson comes on. Hey, yeah, I'm just going to like, you know, let you know, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll allude to what the coach said. You know, we're so excited to have you here. I mean, like, it just brings the mood down entirely when Woody Johnson and Christopher get on the phone. It's like such negativity with the way they are. But they got three needs, Speedy. They got a shutdown corner. They got a number one receiver. And they got a pass rusher that some thought he could go as high as four to the Jets. Why the slide happened, we'll never know. But the Jets hit on three needs. And now we wait till 7 o'clock, and maybe doesn't Nicobe Dean fall to them? Jaquari Brissett from Penn State fall to them? Do they go offensive line with the kid from Central Michigan? I think Dean is the dream scenario. That's like the cherry on top. Speedy, what were your thoughts on just seeing what the Jets did, but not even just what they did, but the way Johnson fell? And after Doug was set, you've been trying since 15 to get back into the first round. And he finally got it at, I believe it was 26 with Tennessee. What were your thoughts on the Jets as a whole with the first round and how it went down? Jermaine Johnson falling to 26 definitely was surprising. I had him as pass rusher number three. I actually had him ranked at number one. I don't know why he went number one, but still a pretty good pass rusher. Garrett Wilson is the best in terms of scheme fit, best route runner that they needed for that kind of offense. The way they use so much motion it carries over from the Kyle Shanahan type offense who always leads the most percentage per snap. And Garrett Wilson's that type of guy to make that kind of thing work. I was going to say, do you see a little bit of Debo Samuel in Wilson? Because he is used as a hybrid where he is known used as a halfback slot down route route guy you know i know he's only six feet tall i know he's only 183 pounds but if you look at his vertical jump you can't teach something like that and to me i think he stretches out the field so much more because we know zach wilson is a gunslinger do you feel that that's why they went wilson because they feel okay we're not getting debo he's as good as we're gonna get and pay not have to pay him the money we would have had to pay Debo. I think he'll be a better pure wide receiver than Debo will be. And then he'll be used as the motion type, he'll slot receiver type, he can go after the catch as well. I think their skills are a little different 
in terms of both the physical build, because Debo is bigger too. He's, he's 220 pounds, whereas Garrett Wilson, like you were saying, is smaller. But Garrett Wilson doesn't have any of the issues that a lot of other receivers his size have had coming into the league, where he's he's also good with contests. He's also good with powering through defenders. He needs to receivers coming into the NFL that are under 200 pounds or under or six foot six one and have those kinds of issues. I don't see Garrett Wilson having those kinds of issues. So yeah, they might use a Debo Samuel. I think they also could use Elijah Moore, like a Debo Samuel type role too. They started to do that at points last year before he got hurt. So they'll mix it up. But I think as a pure receiver, he will end up being better than Debo Samuel. There are some people out there that are questioning why take Gardner when you need a pass rusher and why would you pass on Thibodeau? And we'll get to Thibodeau in a second. I thought the Giants did a good job picking Thibodeau. My fear is with Thibodeau is he's all about the brand. He's not all in in football. And that kind of scares me a little bit, especially being in New York. But how do you see Gardner doing? I mean, the guy allowed one catch from negative two yards in the playoff game against Jamison Williams. Healthy. Didn't allow a touchdown his entire three years at Cincinnati. And how do you see Jermaine Johnson doing for the Jets as a, the edge rusher? Because to me, I had it as my rankings were Hutchinson one. Man, I saw that Equanu Johnson video speed that I alluded to on the phone earlier. That got me close with this Thibodeau thing, man. I mean, how do you see both Gardner and Johnson fitting with this Jet team? I had him ahead of Trayvon Walker. He has the speed rusher system that we've seen Robert Sala take veteran careers as defensive ends that were probably first or second rounds on their teams and work with the 49ers. And the way this game works fits that type of scene. There was a video that was on YouTube of a guy analyzing a game between Iki Iguanu and Jermaine Johnson. And Jermaine Johnson bullied Iguanu in that game. So, to, you know, to me, when I see a guy like Jermaine Johnson, which I'm trying to figure out why he slid. It doesn't make any sense to me why he fell in this draft. There was nothing that came out about his character. There was nothing that came out about his skill set. Maybe some teams were thinking one-year wonder, everything like that. I'm not sure. I don't know. I was confused. But when I look at what the Jets did in this first round, and everybody says, why would you want a corner? The Jets haven't had a shutdown corner since Revis, and they've tried over and over again. They tried with D. Milner, was a failure. They tried with, when they drafted other guys like Kyle Wilson, it was a disaster. Gardner, to me, just feels different. He's confident. He is a knowledgeable kid that has a head on his shoulders Loves the game of football. You hear him talk, the whole sauce mantra. I think he's going to fit Salah perfectly for to me. I think it's going to work out perfectly for the Jets and how this fell. Jermaine Johnson, that this is speed, I think, is definitely perfect for this kind of defense. And it's definitely surprising he slid because of but that. Why, but why because... do you think he slid, though? Do you have any guesses? Because nothing came out. There were a lot of receivers taken in the I think that's what it was. It was receivers that just kept being picked. It's not like there were a lot of major reaches either. I think the I think the Texans 15 Kenya Green was a bit of a reach. Washington. Um, you could, I like Dotson, but I'm surprised. Not, not at eleven. Dotson is well, definitely not better than Trey Burke. I'm surprised that he went in that area too. Oh, uh, let's Kenny not Pickett. forget New England, by the way. 
their read. Well, they traded back. They traded back. So that wouldn't the fact that uh, Jermaine yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, but the guy had a third-round grade. That's like he went to Tennessee Chattanooga. <laughs> it was Kansas City's pick took Trent McDuffie, which is a need for them. I can understand why they did that because they're corner. I thought the Polakovich pick was a great pick too by the Chiefs. It was a great pick Brilliant. for them. Brilliant pick. He's powerful too. He's got a good combination. I don't know what the teams didn't see in them comparatively to to him. His value initially more in the teens. I was surprised. So with that, what's your, what, guess, what are your thoughts on Sauce? Sauce is well rounded. I think he's physical. Play both man and zone combo, and it's Robert Sala. I think they played a lot of zone last year, and he wants to play more man. That's having a more well-rounded defense, and I think it's a perfect complement. We have a team that are more of the quicker type guys. Sauce is very fast for his size too. I think the Jets, if they're targeting Jermaine Johnson that whole time because they loved him, they did at twenty-six or whether they got him at ten, like a lot of people were supposed to. Sauce was a perfect plan for that kind of thing to work because it was their other big need. They didn't need offensive line as much as with Aquano potentially going number yeah. four, and I also don't think that the Jets were trying to trade back at four. I think they might have considered it a 10, but then Garrett Wilson fell to them. So I think it was the perfect You could thank Atlanta Falcons for that. Sorry, Cassidy. You could thank the Falcons for that. But I think it was the perfect pick for them at four if, one, they were targeting Jermaine Johnson the whole time, and two, you need a physical corner in today's NFL. A lot of the – not easy just to run with guys the way these receivers are so quick now. Physical zone or – press at the line of scrimmage and play man. Let's get into your New York Giants. You can't go wrong with Thibodeau. Um, the one fear you have is, is New York going to eat him alive? And two, is he all in on football? Is football his main importance? I know he made the he did the interview after the draft yesterday. When you wake up in the morning, I'm working. When you're sleeping at night, I'm working. And when you're in the fourth quarter, you're standing on the edge of your seat. Um, and then he said, I sleep, I'll sleep when I'm dead and everything like that. Great. Clearly the kid took public speaking classes because that's a great quote. It's a matter of with Thibodeau, how well is he going to really do in this major market? You know, because let's call it like it is. Aiden Hutchinson went to Michigan. It's a big conference. Jermaine Johnson won ACC Defensive Player of the Year, even though the ACC was coming down. So, you know, don't forget, Thibodeau also had some injury concerns at Oregon. I still love the pick for the Giants. You can't go wrong. I know there's some people that are wondering, well, if they would have taken an offensive lineman at five, they could have taken maybe Icky at five and went Thibodeau at seven. But then you have the fear that somebody's going to trade up or you fear the Panthers are going to take Thibodeau then, and then you lose out on that. Now, listen, if they got Icky and Thibodeau, that's a, it's a grand slam. Um, this is a home run for them in this round. The question I have with Evan Neal is this whole medical thing with his knees. Is it legitimate, or was this just a smokescreen to get him to drop? Because some people do do that. Um, and was Charles Cross a better fit because he's a better pass blocker than a run block? I thought in this first round, I thought the Jets went one and the Giants went two. What were your thoughts? I, I'm definitely worried about the the peppy issues with Thibodeau. I think that the injury is too Yesterday, by the way, his suit was nice yesterday with the bling on the jacket. Him and Sauce both had the nice this year. I love that thing, that chain with the sauce yeah. bottle. Oh, my God. I've got to uh, get me one of those yeah. now. Um, just don't walk around and <laughs> hat him. With the Giants got... A, the prospect they should have gotten. I think, yes, you could worry about a team trading up to potentially steal Thibodeau and take the offensive line. I, I think they liked Aquanu a little more, but I think they were okay with the fact that the Panthers could just take one. I think 
being how much they need to pass roster and how much upside Thibodeau still had, I think it was the best pick they could have made. And that's why the Jets took Gardner. I think if the Jets took Thibodeau or they took Iguanu, which I, the Jets were never going to take Thibodeau, by the way. There was never, I knew no, it was never going to happen. It was no. never going to happen. Um, the Giants were going to take Gardner. The Giants were 100% going to take Gardner. I think the scenario with Gardner was if they traded James Bradbury before the draft, I think it was inevitable they were going to take Gardner. Because and I want like- to thank the Texans, by the way, for drafting Derek Stingley. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate you. Yeah, that, that seemed like a scenario that was going to happen that was really going around for the last week. We had John Daigle back on the show on Tuesday, and he was saying that like that's pretty much a lot at this point that Houston loves Stingley. But yeah, if, if Gardner fell to seven, it seemed like that's what the Giants were going to do if they traded Bradbury, or even if they thought they could trade Bradbury even after that pick, that was going to be the direction they were going to go in. And I love Gardner. It's great. He's a phenomenal player. I still wanted the pass rusher a little more because I think the Giants still have enough depth to make that kind of thing work where they don't really have that explosive pass rusher. Ojalari had a nice rookie year. I consider him a like full-blown number one pass rusher like I think Thibodeau can be. You don't have to manage the injuries with both of them. You mentioned Evan Neal did have some knee problems. This is supposed to be a year of improvement. You bring in a new coaching staff, bring in a, a new GM that came from Buffalo. Look, look Buffalo their first year. They just made improvement. Everyone thought they were going to be the worst team in football. They were 7-9. and nine. They were competitive. That should be the expectations for Giants. I don't know if they're... The NFC's weak. I mean, who knows? They might be They might be in eight of the conferences right now outside of the NFC West. But if they do that and the injuries aren't a long-term deal, just nailed a top-two defensive end and the best tackle with Evan Neal. Give me, because I know we're going to sign off soon, give me a pick not including the Jets or the Giants that you loved and give me a pick in this first round that you just first had like scratching your head saying what the hell were they thinking really surprised Trayvon Walker was that guy he only really got this hype about a month ago when Davo got hurt. I didn't like the story that came out too last night yeah our accident yeah I saw that too well listen we don't know the details but like if you hit one park car that's fine but if you're hitting two park cars something's going on then man his hype just way too sudden like all at 13 once. and a half sacks speedy in three years it's not gonna yeah in. and he was near the full-time number one pass rusher with georgia ever they had him anderson a year before he got the, his domestic violence charges and he couldn't play the rest of the year before that it was ojalari like i was saying with the giants nolan smith cnn and nicobe dean great linebackers that drew attention and then you had Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis. <laughs> I never thought he emerged as that number one guy. So for him to go number one, very shocking to me, I think was the only weird first top 10 pick. Rest top 10, it was pretty formal. Uh, a pick I, a, a picks I do really like. I like the Ravens did in this draft a lot too. You mentioned the Chiefs being great value picks late. The Ravens with Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum. I think both of those are tremendous values where they ended up getting them. I know they had to trade Hollywood Brown to get it, but I don't really think Hollywood Brown was that great anyway. So I love both the Ravens. Okay. You clearly said it before. My, the pick I could say, obviously the Trayvon Walker one, I was like, whoa. I would say the Washington one. Who did they take? They took um, Dotson. And 16. to me, was a massive reach because I thought Traylon Burks was the better player. I thought a few of them were better players. Um, I think that was a reach. And this is going to shock a lot of people. I thought Olave was a reach too. In my eyes, Garrett Wilson is far and above way better than Garrett, than, than Olave. And I don't mind what the Lions did. I just think they traded a lot of draft capital to get a receiver when they're not close to winning. And they're not a receiver away from winning. Like they traded three draft picks away to move up. They also got a third back though too. They did, but even so, though, they traded so, their, their second-round pick. They traded, I believe, a pick for next year, if I'm not mistaken. 
Like what they did was they traded the second, the their second pick. They obviously moved back, and then all they did was swap third round picks. Yeah, but don't you think that's a good amount of assets? Don't you think to still trade for a receiver when they're not a receiver away? You're right. They're not a receiver away. I actually don't think the value was that bad, though. Usually when you're leapfrogging 20 spots like that, I would have thought they would have had to trade another yeah, first. Yeah, I mean, look at what the, the Jets moved. What did they do? They moved back into the first round. Yeah. And they and literally they, they swapped third-round picks with Tennessee, and they gave up one of their extra second-round picks yeah. to get back in the first. Right, and I thought that was brilliant, what the Jets did. I didn't like the Dotson pick. The Williams one, listen, I love Jamison Williams. I just don't know if the Lions are a receiver a year away. But then again, they're still trying to replace Calvin Johnson. And maybe they feel Williams, they'll let him sit out this year. They'll draft the quarterback next year. And that quarterback could come in and have Jamison Williams already on the roster, I think will be helpful. But we'll see. The New England pick was just brutal. I'm not even going to go there with that one. I don't even want to touch that one. It was awful. Um, I love a. I I agree with you. I love what Baltimore did. I thought what Philly did was really good. Getting AJ Brown. Um, yeah. we're not going to count that obviously, but that was a great trade for them. Unfortunately, it's Jalen Hurts though. He goes from Ryan Tannehill to Jalen Hurts, so it goes from worse to even worse. And then a pick that I I I really 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 thought was just a a, a tremendous pick that's going to be a sleeper for a lot of people. The linebacker from Utah. Uh, uh, to Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. So so I think he's going to be really good to be there with Josh Allen and try to and Trayvon Walker and try to form a defense that's formidable. I'm with you 100%. I did not like – I mean, I can't believe they took Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson. I just yeah. – I don't even know what the hell they were thinking doing that. And I said, and and this is not me being biased. I Jermaine Johnson is really close to being that number one edge guy. He's closer than people think. He is closer than people think. Daniel Jeremiah had him as his ninth best overall player in the draft. Ninth. So Sounds clearly sick. he's not far off from Thibodeau. He had Johnson ninth, and he had Thibodeau tenth as his tenth best player. Oh wow. Okay. Uh -huh. So clearly he likes Johnson more than Thibodeau. Um, and he had, I believe, Sauce his number two overall player. And he had Garrett okay. Wilson as, I believe, his fourth. So the Jets took the second, the fourth, and the ninth overall players on that list. And if they could get N'Kobe Dean, I mean, if they can – if they want to wait patiently, I doubt they will. If they want to grab Ajabu from Michigan, they certainly can do that. Um Brissett is the other guy from Penn State that I'm a big fan of. Um, he's a hard hitter. He's a guy that he covers ground. He 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 is a ball hog. And they might take the Central Michigan tackle. We'll see to get depth in there. But the guy that should be thankful right now is Makai Becton because they didn't take a tackle. And they're believing in Makai. They're telling Makai, all right, listen, we didn't take Iquanu. Go out there. Show these fans that you're still the elite player that you were when we drafted you. because." Let's go like it is. Makai had a wonderful rookie season. He had a great rookie year. And, I mean, he was seen throwing around Aaron Donald in a game. He pancaked Aaron Donald in the game against the Rams. And then last year, he came into practice. He was overweight, didn't fit the scheme, behind the playbook. Then he got hurt. And then it went down. This is Makai's really big chance to show the organization, okay, we didn't take a tackle. We backed you. Now back us up. And show us that we are still 
going to believe in you and show us your worth still. Because that's what it is. Because the problem is if he sucks this year, they're gonna draft, they're gonna have to draft the tackle again next year. And it's like a it's just you're spinning, you're gonna keep spinning your wheels. The other guy that I really like, I don't know how far he'll go. Cameron Jurgens and Cole Strange, who was picked. So you know, you're not taking him. Yes. <laughs> but yes, Cameron Jurgens is a guy that I look at 6'3", 290. He's bigger than Linderbaum. That was always a concern with Linderbaum was people were worried about him being an undersized center. But That's I, what I he think... is. And the thing is, Jurgen is bigger than him. Speedy, I'm going to let you go watch the draft now. Uh, I'm going to go watch the draft now. We're going to enjoy it. I know this was a short show tonight. Um, Lyle should be back next week. We'll get full-blown into the wrestling again. Um, keep listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and Sports Line. Speedy, thanks for Manfred for stepping in tonight. Really greatly appreciate it, of mm-hmm. course. You'll recap the draft next week. You got the NHL playoffs starting next week with the Rangers, and you got the Mets and the Yankees both in first. Yeah, let's go Rangers. Hopefully they're going to dictate. Play Washington, mm-hmm. or are they going to play Pittsburgh? If they lose to Washington um, and Pittsburgh loses to Columbus, they play Washington. You know, me personally, listen, Ovechkin's hurt right now, but he'll play. But Tristan Jari's hurt. That's a massive loss. It is a big loss, but I think they win either way. The Capitals aren't the same. No, I, I think the Rangers have a matchup in this first round. It's it's when they get to the next round. If they have to play, yeah. I believe it would be Carolina. That's when it it's going to get very Or if Boston upsets Carolina, then they play Boston. But like, but, Listen, I hope Boston does upset Carolina. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Or... Well, now, hold on a second. They might not play Boston, might not play Carolina. It might be Tampa playing Carolina. Oh, I don't want that either. Well, I mean, listen, if it's Tampa versus Carolina, you're going to have a nightmare. So you you hope Toronto beats Boston tonight and Boston stays in that (laughs) wildcard spot. Because if Boston wins and Tampa loses to the Islanders, then Tampa versus Carolina is in the first round. So the Rangers, I don't think, will win either one of those. But – like I yeah. said, uh, Speedy, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate you stepping in last yes. minute. It was awesome just doing this again with you. Enjoy the draft tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, before we leave, check out how you can download and listen to us every single Friday and other programs as well. If you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Street, type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Street, type in Worldwide Sports. Check it out. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope. And I believe are we, we're on Twitch too, I believe, right? We are on Twitch, yes. We are on Twitch as well now. So, you know. And then, of course, on Bodyslam.net. Check us all on there. Lyle will be back next week. Speedy will be back next week. Again, Alex is still out on a hiatus. Um, he's actually not even joining us in Vegas anymore. He's not even able oh. to make it anymore. In a couple of weeks when we're out in Vegas, Lyle and I are actually going to do a show the day of Double or Nothing on Sunday. Maybe Alex to pop on. We'll see. But Lyle and I, so we're staying in the same house, but we're going to be in different rooms when we do the show. So we're going to do a preview of Double or Nothing in Vegas when we're out there in a couple of weeks from Memorial Day weekend. So check that out for sure. Keep checking out all the different programs on WWSRN and on Biosame.net. You got a lot of drafts up next week with Sports Live Mouse, with the Weekend Crunch, with Weapons Hot. Tuesday going to have a draft panel of a lot of the draft analysts we've had on the show all at once doing the recaps draft grades and like the oh, prospect okay, analysis you. we already have three of them at the moment and maybe you can have more we'll see oh god i'm waiting i'm waiting to be asked oh, god so you know everyone knows better 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But thanks, man, for joining us, Speedy, tonight. I appreciate yes, it. It was a lot of fun. And enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the hockey coming up. Enjoy the rest of the NFL draft. Just have fun with it. And, ladies and gentlemen, have a great, safe, wonderful, happy weekend. This is Off the Met on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and on Bodyslam.net. All right, Kenny, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great weekend. Enjoy. We'll talk to you next week. I must beat you, a Jew. So say with me now if you know it. Goodbye. And good night. Thank you for listening to Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.